whether you're a suburban athlete or an Olympic champion, you've got to work hard to get results. We've put over 15 years' experience into developing Active Man, combining vitamins, minerals, and proteins. Active Man helps provide you with the nutrients you need to optimize performance and assist recovery. Discover the Active Man range, now available. Active Man, power up. Welcome to this week's Power Progress podcast. And this week, I have a guest speaker, Camilla, and we actually first met at Miami Pro in October last year, which is 2021. So I'll bring you in first. How are you doing? You good? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Nathan. It's lovely to be here. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've been following a lot of the stuff on your Instagram. I find it really inspirational and interesting, some of the stuff you put out there. But I think what's really interesting is obviously you have a makeup artist agency. So we'll talk about that a bit more in a sec. But obviously, I know you to be a fitness model. So let's start with that. When did you first start all that side of things? It's, it's been one heck of a journey. Um, yeah, I think things have really ramped up um, since the second lockdown in the UK, which was at the beginning of 2021 or the end of 2020, really. Um, but I've, I've always been into fitness in general. Um, I, it actually stems from when I was starting my business. And I needed to get up for something because I didn't have a boss or a place to be that was going to tell me to sort of get up. So it started with uh, going to gym classes and I used to be a member of a Virgin Active Gym. Um, and I just got really kind of hooked on on the classes sort of then. So I was always always kind of enjoying fitness, but never really bodybuilding as such or, or kind yeah. of, you know, taking it to that sort of next level. It was more um, a social club uh, yeah. as classes often are. Um, and then a friend of mine um, sort of got into, she used to actually teach uh, some of the classes. She then got into to bodybuilding. We kind of lost touch for a while. And, um, and then I started training with her a little bit. And this was actually back in 2018. And I decided at the 11th hour, really last minute to do a show because it was in November. So the season was coming to an end. And the, the story is that I was clearing out my office and I found this uh, book. And in that book was um, a bucket list that I'd written that I completely forgotten about. And on that list was uh, do a bikini competition. So I, I went to her probably like a week later and just said, what do you reckon? Do you reckon I could do this? So she said, yeah, but you'll have to wait till next year because, you know, it's, it's like there's not enough time to get you ready from like zero to nothing, uh, from nothing to everything. Um, and then... And then, yeah, it just ended up being a last minute change of mind. We did it in seven weeks. Um, wow. It was a pretty hardcore diet, very different to what I've just uh, been doing last year. But that's because I kind of had the preparation. Um, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really do any posing practice. I didn't know what the poses were. I was looking to my left and right and copying the girls on stage. And technically it was a disaster. But the most important thing to me was I did it um stage exactly yeah, yeah. I got on yeah. stage and I loved it I really enjoyed it and I did plan on doing it again but you know life kind of takes over you get further and further away from that place and the thought of having to get back there again I just yeah you know busy yeah. my attention as well um yeah. then uh I was then off the back of that actually more into weight training um so I continued you know sort of weight training in the gym but again I didn't have a program as such to follow I wasn't yeah. necessarily 
me making gains um but I was really you know enjoying myself and and doing you know more weightlifting than I was was would you say it actually still progressed you forward from doing that 2018 show afterwards in, in a sense that it gave you more motivation to do some weights at the gym absolutely absolutely yeah and I think yeah training training with my with my friend at the time as well you know kind of learning and seeing the results or seeing mm. This is the wonderful thing about show prep, isn't it? Because you just really, you see the results instantly because you've got the diet and the training and everything together. And obviously it's not a sustainable um, situation, but when you, when you can see that progress, you then have, you know, proof that it works. um, You've got an element of obviously that goal of being on stage and that fear really works for you as well. Um, When we go back to that seven weeks before, what sort of shape was you in? Was you in good shape at that point anyway? Um, I don't think we knew. I remember her saying, like, I just, I have no idea what's underneath. So it'll yeah. be exciting to find out <laughs> what's underneath there. I don't, I wasn't in bad shape. I wasn't holding a lot of um, muscle, really. I no. got, if I look at the photos, I should dig them out later, actually, you know, compared to last year, I just look very skinny. Got you, um, yeah. yeah compared to to recently so it wasn't complete skin and bone but yeah I mean nothing like to to how how I am now it's always interesting isn't it because I remember my very first show uh, which was Miami Pro actually and that was 2013 very similar I did give myself quite a lot of time but I didn't actually have a coach I just went for it and as a reflection I was relying too much on just having a calorie deficit and I remember well, and also looking back, I was shredded, but I did compromise some muscle yeah. from doing that. But like obviously the reason why I asked the question about lifting weights after it, I guess that give you that sort of at least importance why you need to lift weights after it. Oh, I just think a show, a show prep for anyone is a real education, as I'm sure you've discovered. And you you probably it's a new education each prep you each prep you do, really. Um, you're learning all the time definitely yeah absolutely absolutely and you just I just amazing that you coach yourself your first show because I just think you know the accountability is so important isn't it from having someone else and that goes for a lot of areas in life like you know even sometimes our friends can be coaches and and you know other colleagues and things in our lives but that accountability factor of someone outside of you to tell you because particularly on prep you think you're going insane right (laughs) oh yeah you all sorts of thoughts go through your head and um you know you're looking in the mirror or you're training and you just need that someone just to go you're doing the right thing keep going or just do this little tweak here it just takes it as I like to describe it, it's that energy balance if you can take that put part of energy that you don't have to focus on it and you can pass it on to someone else that just helps you alone to be honest here absolutely taking that well I think we all agonize I know we all ag- agonize over stuff that just doesn't need agonizing over sort of driving yeah thoughts so as you said if you could outsource that to someone else um then you just got to do as you're told and just <laughs> yeah. and it's it's easy <laughs> yeah. yeah so obviously you learned quite a lot over that, that time that first one 2018 but it actually took you quite a couple of years before you went on stage again which is around about the second lockdown which was january 2021 is that right that is correct yeah so what happened was um so i 
I have a hair and makeup agency. Um, our business literally just got decimated and we couldn't work. We touch people for a living. Um, yeah. So that's not a COVID friendly uh, a job at all. So yeah, it was, it was really tricky. And um, I just launched my book before the, the pandemic hit. Um, so I'm glad I had that. And I was, you know, kind of moving towards, I started doing a bit of coaching work. So I was moving towards that. So that accelerated that for me that year. Um, but, you know, it was exhausting mentally. Um, and when we went into yet another lockdown, uh, like at the end of 2020, I just thought, you know what, I need to do something for me because there was a lot of, I mean, everyone was spending more time on social media. I was creating a lot of new stuff, um, posting a lot. You know, there was a lot of stuff yeah. going out to other people in, in support. And I just thought I need to kind of rein this back in and, and just focus on me a bit. Otherwise, I'm going to burn out. Um, and what, you know, what's the point in all of this? So I spoke with my friend, Tom, who's got a gym in Bristol and, uh, he used to compete himself. Um, he's not in that arena anymore. Um, and he doesn't, you know, prep people for shows, but sort of twisted his arm. Cause I was up in, uh, in Bristol seeing him in December and I just said, Oh, like, come on as a little project. It'll be fun. Would, you know, would you, and it's like, all right then. So that's what we started in, in January. Um, from from home with a kettlebell. I'd never used a kettlebell before. Um, so that was that was great. And you know, it was just it was so good because I didn't have the distractions, you know, the day-to-day distractions of people going, come out for a drink or come out to eat, yes. or so much of the work stress either and sort of milling around. So it was a very controlled environment. Yeah. Um, and obviously prepping for a show or a photo shoot or anything is a very controlled thing to do in terms of your diet you know your macros weighing out your food your workouts um, how many calories you're burning and all of that tracking all that so you know it, it, it was an incubator really it really lent itself um to what I was doing the situation the environment that I was in really kind yeah. of helped me to to just find it quite easy and quite enjoyable yeah. It gave you something to focus on as well, didn't it? Yeah. In a way, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think we all we all needed something to focus on around that time. <laughs> and people picked up different things. I know personally, I in lockdown number one, I just if we had beautiful, gorgeous weather. It was prosecco o'clock, like every o'clock, <laughs> all day long. Um, and you know, I put on a lot of um, a fair bit of weight then, and then I went the other way in the second lockdown. But I've spoken to people who've done it the other way around. Yeah, I was just saying, a lot of people actually did the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was like, oh, brilliant, a break, cool. And then I just took the break. Well, we thought it was only going to be a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If only we could look forward, eh? And, and then you, you obviously, it got cancelled, didn't it? The original show yeah. in 2021, and you end up competing at purely was it around what date was that purely purely was actually the practice the, the practice show that I decided about six days before that I was going to do um, right. so purely was the initial show that I was going to do it yeah. was on I think was it like April the 13th or something the day before lockdown lifted which was so frustrating and they had to cancel it and I I, I know told us maybe like three weeks before so it was a good few weeks so I spoke to Tom and I just said look I can't I can't stop now. Like I've got to put something there. Yeah. So I had to do a shoot with Matt, um, with Matt Marsh, that is. And and that's, yeah, so that's what I did. Literally the day lockdown lifted, um, I was in that studio um, doing a shoot and it, and it was great fun. And then what happened was because I'd built so, I guess I'd really instilled those kind of habits, that routine. Um, I didn't kind of, I was 
sort of chilling out on the weekends, but I was still very much sort of tracking, you know, what I ate. I generally kind of knew what was was in stuff. Um, and obviously the the whole routine of my morning workouts with the kettlebell, obviously I could go to the gym then. Um, it was just kind of all instilled in me. So I ended up maintaining really well, obviously probably building a little bit more. And I just thought I was going to do a show. Why don't I just damn well, damn well do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the, I think the Pure Elite was coming up a bit too soon, but I saw Miami Pro, which was around the corner from me um, in North London. And I'm a bit lazy in that respect. I was like, this is perfect. Like, this is a no brain. <laughs> Let's do it. And, you know, Mark 8 was too far anyway. So I gave myself only, I think, five weeks. Yeah, five, I have five weeks to sort of trim down for that. And then, oh, that was it. It was the summer. It was the summertime. Everyone was doing barbecues. I'm obviously on prep. It like I remember trying to go to bed at like seven or eight p.m. just to like duck out of life, and I just thought this is ridiculous. Like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess up here in some way unless I go like lean further into this prep. What can I do? And I just thought, you know what? I'm getting in the car next weekend. I'm going to go to Pure Elite show, and I'm just going to use that stage as a practice run. Um, <laughs> and that's what I did. And I took my dad down with me, so I ended up doing one in four weeks, and then the Miami Pro show was the one afterwards. Right. Did you do well on both of them? Uh, Pure Elite was an absolute disaster, uh, which is why I'm so glad that I did it. Well, no, the whole thing wasn't a disaster. Um, yeah, you learned you know, a lot from it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, the main thing was I just lost my nerve. I froze on stage. Yeah. Which, it's just not like me. And I'm like, what on earth? And, you know, just, yeah, so it was so much, so much learning there. And then the following weekend, because of that experience, I literally just inside me, I was like, no matter what, I am just doing my thing. So it really actually helped with my confidence having that yeah. feeling as such, I put in inverted commas, um, to really kind of push through and make sure that that didn't happen the next time. Mm. So actually you, in a way, you put yourself in a worst case scenario, which meant it was only kind of going to get better, but you used that as a fear not to hold you back, but to push you forward and drive you towards being better for Miami Pro absolutely yeah you that's spot on of kind of how I felt I was like well it can't go any worse than last yeah. time as in like I didn't even do my routine I did like half of it so you know all I've got to do is do my routine I've already I'm, I'm already a winner in that sense yeah um, I've you know I've beat me from from the last time and and I think also that's that's kind of how I view a lot of the the show stuff as well for me it's just and, and bodybuilding in general is just always progressing you know yes. you're only competition with yourself so progressing yeah. on the last time i totally agree i'll use it as a way to push me further ahead than what i did last time in my diet my my fitness in terms of how i deal with the experiences of leading up to it the actual show day itself how can i do better the next time and nothing else i've found for me personally does it how that does it and that's why i use that what the shows yeah 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 this is where I'm at mentally this year uh and I've spoken to a few other people actually some you know who, who'd done a show in the past and hadn't you know, done one for years and wants to to do one and they they were saying uh, you know there's nothing else that drills that fear into you like having to get your you know <laughs> not quite naked but pretty much um yeah up on stage in front of people you know a shoot doesn't quite cut it does it it's that no I do think as well I think if you're a certain type of person I've, I admit to myself I liked being in the center of attention as it were 
and the read and because I do that in my job and I do it on stage I don't necessarily need to do it in my personal life I'm actually now the opposite because I fulfill that need in my business and obviously succeeding on stage nice it's a nice little outlet for you then like a it is yeah. yeah and I find I'm a better person for it because this relate to myself when I was younger when I didn't have the business what I've got and I didn't go on stage I was probably that person who always had to be heard as it were which maybe to the everyone else I might have been a little bit annoying but because I don't necessarily need that anymore I class myself as being quite humble and relaxed and not necessarily need to be at the front line of everything and I think that's down to feeding that need that's really great so yeah well I guess it's that proving yourself isn't it and proving yourself on a daily basis in whatever way you can but if you channel all that that energy that you have to and not that you are trying to prove anything to anybody you know you're doing it for yourself because you know you know the education that you go through kind of each prep and and what you learn and how you progress so it you know works for you in your favor but yeah I love that channeling all that through as a and having it as an outlet as a I think so Uh, it's an observation and obviously building being more content myself all that helps of course but I do think uh, being on stage as it were my underpants or obviously helping others you know and I'm the center person to help others as much as it's really important for me to help others I believe I'm on the world for that I think there's there's lots of sides of us and I think we all have we need more of certain things than what someone else would need you know and it's just figuring out who you are I think I think we're all figuring out who we are and I think who we are is constantly changing as well because the world is constantly changing so new you know your new kind of things are coming in and we're we're adapting aren't we to our surroundings which leads us on to next bit because obviously before I spoke to you I thought you might have been some sort of fitness coach as well as being a fitness model but as well as having your agency as a makeup artist you also done a little bit of one-to-one confidence coaching which is where the book come from am I right in saying that yes you are yeah it kind of it sort of came about all at the same time really um and you know really the reason the reason for the book uh is called hashtag no filter needed and the tagline is kicking unobtainable standards to the curb and reimagining the power within yourself and it sort of stemmed from you know I've, I've been in the makeup industry for oh my goodness 13 I think 12 13 years now and nearly every single woman that sat in my makeup chair immediately apologized for the way that she looked and essentially yeah she is you know and and it's very very common it's a very common thing you know staring at ourselves in the, in the reflection and just being you know all eyes on you which is interesting because it relates very much obviously to the the shows and stuff as well you know that that kind of that judgment and being in the spotlight um but it just I just wanted to I just wanted to help people from the inside yeah. rather than essentially sticking a plaster on on the outside and I realized that I realized very early on in my career that it was more the, com- you know, the conversations that were taking place in the makeup chair between me and my client was just as important as the makeup that I was applying to their face in terms of how confident they, they felt as well. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's sort of where it stem- stemmed from. And so the book is a bit of a, well, uh, a bit of expose on the marketing tactics of, of the beauty industry. Uh, you know, there's so many kind of products coming 
out now so many treatments and things like that um a lot of sort of marketing bullshit um and i'm sure <laughs> that transfers to the fit i can say bullshit on here i've said it twice yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good uh but you know in the fitness industry as well like it's just there's a lot of confusion a lot of confusion so i wanted to sort of you know kind of clear that up um and just you know put everything in in quite simple terms because we overcomplicate stuff all the time yeah. uh, marketers in particular you know are always playing on our um, insecurities and you know feeding our, our lack of self-worth so that was really what the book was designed to do is to kind of support support that and I actually talk about my show in in the book the 2018 one and what I learned by taking mm. all the distractions away during that prep i.e you know alcohol you know socializing obviously I could still socialize but I didn't as much so and when you yeah. were left just with yourself on a, a very kind of plain bland diet and a very simple kind of day and really one focus you just realize how much you you fix on stuff and how much you use stuff to make yourself feel better and you have no choice but to really dig deep within don't you to mm. find um yeah find that that confidence within yourself to to continue on um and to really get to know who you are and what you're what you're made of mm, it's really good and obviously off the back of the book you done a little bit of coaching and that was kind of someone met up with you. You kind of, you tap into what sort of lifestyle changes they'd need to make. And we're right in saying you then set them some little things to do. And the next time you met up with them, you would obviously speak about what they'd done from the last time and that give them that accountability, didn't it, to move forward? Yeah, absolutely. Accountability is massive. And I think that's coaching across the board, whether it's personal trainers, whether it's, um, you know, therapists, uh, psychiatrists and people that you're, you know, you're seeing or, you know, business coaches as such. And yeah, when it comes to, to confidence, I mean, it feeds into all areas. I'm sure you get it with, um, you know, people not being confident in the gym or people yeah. not confident to cover themselves in town and get on stage for a show um you know confidence comes the fear of confidence comes in all areas uh, and sometimes I help people wanting to start businesses um who just can't it's just making that next step yeah um and having someone guide them but probably more so hold them accountable to the the next move as you said earlier before it's like outsourcing outsourcing that and being told you know what to do makes it so much easier to move forward without your own thinking going well hang about and then you start self-doubting yeah um, and confusing yourself but but very much yeah confidence comes from I believe that your you know the the foundations of your life um your habits are like the glue that kind of holds everything together so your routine your habits you definitely look at that first and and whether you're living optimally because we all I mean I'm a morning person but some people just aren't morning people yeah um, and trying to, you know, you read a book that you should be a morning person and you're forcing yourself to get out of bed, but that's not naturally how you work and you'd be yeah. better off, you know, it's working out where the prime times are for you and what works best for you and then kind of organising the day around that. But, you know, it's very much trial and error with some things as well. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, uh, but that's, I mean, that's interesting. And uh, obviously that's something where we cross over because originally... When I got into, because I've done neurolinguistic programming, which is NLP, which is going down, talking about mindset. It's kind of a form of um, psychology, but it's not. It's a different entity. But I took that on board doing one-to-ones with individuals as well. And I still do it if I feel my client needs that. But obviously, a lot of this stuff I'll use with my fitness coaching. I'll do it on the platform. 
So that's where we do cross over a lot with that. So, but before we'll probably finish off around here because we've covered quite a lot. But maybe mention about the title of your book so people can connect with that and maybe your Instagram if anyone wants to connect with you. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So the book is called Hashtag No Filter Needed. Uh, it's on Amazon. I also recorded an audio version. Um, so that's on Audible. And uh, yeah, and my Instagram is uh, at Camilla J. Collins. Um, and then CamillaJCollins.com as well is the website. Brilliant stuff. I mean, it's been great to speak to you. I'll have you back on and I reckon the next time maybe we can go a bit more in depth with the coaching side of things, but yeah. we can work that out the next time you're on. But it's been great to have you and I'll uh, speak to you soon. It's been great. Thank you so much for having me. Speak to you soon. See you soon.